In the education field, current conceptualization of learning progressions states them as visual and conceptual maps that explain how students might move from simpler to more sophisticated understanding within a subject area. Learning progressions describe conceptual milestones in student learning and are sometimes considered the gray area between what a student currently understands and where they are expected to end up. Progressions have helped teachers better understand how students develop and demonstrate knowledge and skills, opening what might otherwise feel like a black box as they teach and reteach. Learning progressions also have helped teachers see nuance in student work to recognize whether students are exhibiting no novice understanding or if they have truly mastered new content and are able to apply it to unique situations. As teachers use learning progressions research to better understand student needs, they also take into account differences among students in knowledge and understanding currently held, motivation for acquiring new knowledge and skills, and strengths and challenges brought to bear in learning tasks. Student learning within each other area consists of a balance of content knowledge and skills. For example, the development of literacy is a balance of learning new and more sophisticated concepts such as evidence and argumentation, and uh, the ability to apply these concepts in increasingly more complex textual contexts. For mathematics, an understanding of place value and decimals will progress to working with decimal numbers, integral exponents, and scientific notation. Learning progressions experts also describe learning progressions emphasizing sequence and recognition of progress. Marshers and Forrester in 1997 say that uh, they are a description of skills, understanding, and knowledge in the sequence in which they typically develop a picture of what it means to improve in an area of learning. For Wilson and Bertenthal in 2005, descriptions of successively more sophisticated ways of thinking about an idea that follow one another as students learn. They lay out in words and examples what it means to move toward more expert understanding. For Popham in 2007, carefully sequence a set of building blocks that students must master en route to a more distant curricular aim. The building blocks consist of subskills and bodies of enabling knowledge. For Climas and Sarama in 2004, uh, descriptions of children's thinking and learning in a specific mathematical domain and a related conjectured route through a set of instructional tasks designed to move children through a developmental progression of thinking created with the intent of supporting children's achievement of specific goals in that mathematical domain. Other experts focus their definitions on the changes to knowledge over time, so reasonably coherent networks of ideas and practices that contribute to building a more mature understanding or descriptions of the successively more sophisticated ways of thinking about a topic that can follow one another as children learn about and investigate a topic over a broad span of time, or even based on research 
synthesis and conceptual analysis and describe successively more sophisticated ways of, you know, reasoning in a content domain that follow one another as students learn. Some note a predictive quality in learning progressions. So they represent not only how knowledge and understanding develops, but also predict how knowledge builds over time. Another definition brings it as to identify key waypoints along the path in which students' knowledge and skills are likely to grow and develop in school subjects. In 2008, Karen has reviewed existing definitions to outline four guiding principles explaining that learning progressions, one, are developed and refined using available research and evidence, two, have clear binding threads that articulate the essential core concepts and processes of a discipline, sometimes called the big ideas of a discipline, three, articulate movement toward increased understanding, meaning deeper, broader, more sophisticated understanding, and four, go hand-in-hand with well-designed and aligned assessments. Learning progressions are a precious tool used not only in the formal educational system inside classrooms, but also sports have used them to teach sports-specific skills. And in the case of volleyball, they are, or there are, several philosophies and methods well-established to teach fundamentals. However, it is difficult to find both in the literature and in the praxis learning progressions that involve the complexity of each offensive system, the 6-0, and the numerous variations of each of those systems. The reason the offensive systems come to the spotlight here is that offensive systems are directly involved in position specialization, which are directly involved in the long-term development of athletes. A beginner athlete is presented to the sport with no understanding whatsoever of both the sport-specific skills and the different levels of complexity of the understanding of the game. The sport of volleyball will progress from the common bumps at hit to highly elaborate strategies, which in the highest levels will demand a number of coaches and experts to that a team succeeds. In other words, there must be a well-thought progression that enables the athlete both to specialize in a position in which they have greater chances of success and to understand all the nuances of the most complex offensive systems and its implications in the way one plays the whole game. Volleyball starts with generalists playing a 6-0 offensive system and culminates in position experts playing a 5-1. Successful volleyball, however, progresses from position generalization to position specialization from 6-0 to 5-1 over many years, not one season. A beginner that is trained to master only the fundamentals and or the court locales that are critical for an expert will have great difficulty both in adjusting to unexpected situations and to reach and develop a higher volleyball IQ. This is particularly true and will be more easily noticed when such a player is on the court playing against an opponent that has been exposed to a thorough progression over the years. 
such an opponent will probably have a better control of all fundamentals, aka a better rounded player. And also, we'll have a better understanding of a wider variety of nuances of the game, which might be the difference between first and second place in a competition. In the other age groups, and in the higher levels of play, professional or collegiate volleyball, there is a highly complex and advanced level of position specialization in which even players that play the same position might feature different characteristics that contribute to widen the variety of tactical possibilities in what it seems to be the most advanced and specialized offense, offensive system, hence the system that brings the greatest variety of tactical possibilities for the game. In current volleyball, it's the 5-1. But a 5-1 in which two outside hitters, for example, will have completely different roles and features for the team. The current state of learning progression research indicates that learning does not happen in a linear progression as it was thought in the past, but it happens more like a skill map with multiple possible paths. However, even though there are no perfect progressions, no path to follow is set in stone, any and all strategies in learning progressions show clear increasing levels of complexity. The suggestion of this article is to present a progression in the offensive system in volleyball. Or in the offensive systems in volleyball. Not step by step, because that wouldn't be possible. There is no perfect path, remember? But a direction, milestones that would be important to enable an athlete to progress from generalist to specialist, from a 6-0 kind of guy to a highly specialized 5-1 player. A proposed progression for offensive systems, or the milestones, resides into a 6-0, into a 3-3, into a 4-2, into a 5-1, and its variations. This progression would be easily taught and coached if learning progressions happened in a linear pattern, which they do not. The offensive systems above could be considered the milestones athletes should be exposed to throughout their development. Within these milestones, there are numerous aspects involving each action of the game, service, serve reception, setting attack, block defense, counterattack and its variations, and how they will progress from a generalist basis into a more specialized scope of playing. I wrote an article and I bring a picture in which I have an illustration of the offensive systems learning progression that you can find in my website. That figure shows examples of skills within each offensive system and how there is not a linear path and furthermore, there is not an established sequence from one skill to the next. There are no arrows connecting skills in the figure I drew. There is not such a thing as one correct path to follow. The reason for that is that sports teaching and sports sciences in general are not in the field of exact sciences. It's not a rocket science, literally. Human beings will be exposed to these progressions and many variables will influence the path each athlete, hence each team, will take in their development from the most elementary to the most advanced levels. This is the beauty in this case of human sciences. The starting point, the end point, and the general milestones are established but there is not one single sat-in-stone path. Each coach 
is to consider a number of variables before connecting the skills so that the athlete or the team learns and progresses on to the next milestone. Some of those variables include previous experiences, genetic predisposition, previous exposure and development of fundamental motor skills, environmental variables such as support from the surrounding community, coaches, clubs, school, family, etc., social expectations, expected versus real rate of development, commitment to the process, coaching knowledge, body type, athleticism, injuries, and so many others. The following progression is an example of how a program may place the arrows to develop one set of skills into the next in order to achieve the next milestone, the next offensive system. It is based on an increasing level of position specialization with high exposure to a wide variety of experiences and different possibilities, and it also includes variations within each offensive system in order to progressively make them look like the next. As mentioned before, there is no perfect progression, but one must logically progress from one domain or group of domains into the next in a logical way. So one, a 6-0 with no position swap. All players will play in the position they currently are according to the rotation rule. Setter will be the player in position 3, and front row attacks will only happen from positions 4 and positions in position 2. Possible variations that we will allow players to easily progress onto the next system is, for example, Satter is the player in position 4 and attacks only from position 3 and 2. Why not? Then Satter is the player in position 2 and attacks come only from position 3 and 4. The second milestone would be a 3-3 with no position swap. Yes, that is correct. A 3-3. Three hitters and three setters on the court. Each team will have those players in two intersected triangles. So the option one will be setters, for example, to start on positions one, three, and five, and heaters on positions two, four, and six, or vice versa. In three rotations, attacks front row come from position three, because sets will be coming either from position two or four, and in the other three rotations, then they will alternate, Attacks front row will come from positions 4 and 2 because sets will come from position 3. On a note, by having hitters and setters in the back row at all times, players will manage better to play out of system. The next step would be a 4-2 with no position swap in the back row and no infiltrations. In front row, there will be horizontal swaps with sets coming always from position 3. Hence, attacks front row will come from positions 4 and 2. The next step will be a 4-2 with position swap, both in front row and back row, but still with no infiltrations. In addition to the previous system, there is a first degree of specialization here in the back row positions. Sets will come from positions 3 to 4 and position 2. Next, we would have a 4-2 with Front row setters swapping from position 3 on first ball side out, so attacks from positions 4 and 2, and to position 2 in the counter attack, so now the attacks would come from positions 3 and 4. The next step would be a 4-2 with the front row setters swapping to position 2 ever since the first ball side out. 
Then we would go to what I call a hybrid 4-2. The front will setter will swap to position 2 on the first ball side out, but then the back row setter will infiltrate to set and counter attacks so that the front row setter becomes a right side hitter. The next step would be an offensive 4-2 or with, you know, the back row setter will infiltrate from back row on both first ball side out and counter attacks. The front row setter will play as a hitter in position two in both first ball side outs and counter attacks, but that setter will play as a backup setter. Only then we would start a 5-1, but now players in the same position would feature similar characteristics. Therefore, there is a simpler playing repertoire. So both outside hitters, for example, as I mentioned before, would have same characteristics. There wouldn't be much of a change in the sets for them. In the next step, so now we're in the 10th step of this progression. We would have a 5-1 with some level of specialization of each player of the same position based on the lineup position close to or far from the setter. The next step on a 5-1 still would be an advanced level of specialization of each player in the roster with each player featuring unique characteristics that completely change the way a team plays the game based on numerous possibilities of lineups. This would be the case of, you know, international teams, national, national teams. Each player features something different that would contribute to change completely the way the team plays. And the last step, the 12th step in this proposed progression, and I'm just being utopic here, would be a Utopia 6-0 in which each and every play is so well developed and specialized in all positions that every player could play any position at a high level of specialization with a high level of performance and outcome.